Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the quarantine version of Sex, Love, and Injectables. My name is Heather Finks. I am your host. And today we have a couple guests here that I'm super excited about. One of them you've already seen like all of the shows. It's Mary. Um, so definitely expect a little bit of conflict between Mary and John. But we also have one of my favorites. Jeff is going to be joining us. He is my most favorite person in the world right now. He is a family law attorney in Fort Worth. He is a badass, and we are so glad to have him because I know all of you guys had questions about family law stuff. We don't really get to talk about this. Usually we just do things and we're like, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And then we reach out to an attorney and they're like, why did you do that? Well, Jeff is here to answer some common questions so that hopefully you guys can learn a little bit about how you should handle before the divorce, during the divorce, after the divorce, baby daddy drama, baby mama drama. He's here for us. He's here for you. So, um, and really I got him on because I <laughs> received a little bit of backlash from some people Just on the last episode. Well, and, and I'll cut you off because that's fine. It, before you got that backlash, you also, uh, had me listen to the podcast. Yes. And so I sort of listened to it and thought there might be a, you know, one or two things that, I could weigh in on here. So, which is why it's so important to have you in my life. Like you've got to be so tired of me being like, Hey, um, can I text this? <laughs> can I email this? Can I do this? Should we go to court for this? There's so many questions because, you know, people tend to be super emotional mm -hmm. after a divorce. And so they want, they want to take their person to court. They want them to pay. They want them to feel all the pain that they've, cause them. But in reality, we're all we're doing is like really hurting our pocketbooks. And, and, and by right after the divorce, they want to continue that hurt. Yeah. You're talking about for the next 18, 18 years. years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 18 this years. We're on the same page. It, you know, it, it's ebb and flow, right? You're like, no, we're good. We're co-parenting super awesome. Yeah. And then a year later, you're like, I hate, I passionately hate this person we need to go to court. And then, you know, Jeff is like, no, we don't. This is what we do. And Mary, know, Mary knows this well because she also uses Jeff and, yeah. you know, she was the one that referred me to you. And it has honestly been a godsend because there are times that I want to dive off the deep end, but you're like, come on back to the surface. <laughs> it's not worth it. Let's, let's give it 24 hours. Like before you think emotionally, Let's be logical because that's yeah. my thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people suffer with acting out emotionally versus logic. Like, right, Mary? This we is the quietest you'll ever see me <laughs> for my whole life because my attorney is sitting next to me and I just feel <laughs> like I should monitor everything that comes out of my mouth. We're like, no, no. because he's the best, but he's the best. And usually I just ask for uh, forgiveness versus permission. So yeah, I'm trying to be uh, thoughtful in my words today because to he's do. sitting right next to me. It's hard to like, it's hard to say all the things you want to say, whatever he's sitting next to you. This might be the first show where I'm like, yeah, I mean, we're not going to cuss at all <laughs> or interrupt. No, well, I'm no, not going to interrupt. <laughs> now, yeah. now, wait a second. That's not fair because as a family law attorney, you can cuss around me all you want. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Plus part of the reason that you both have me on your side is because you know that I won't ever judge you and you can <laughs> say whatever you want, whenever you want to me. And I'll just sort of incorporate it into that's the sweetest Our thing. Overall strategy. Okay. Well, Jeff knows, true. Jeff knows literally the worst of the worst of the worst unfiltered Mary. And it's, it's literally like I tried to take a wide out to my life. The bad parts that I tried to wide out. He, he knows them. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I heard that earlier. It's like, you can wide it out, but if you put it towards the sun, you can still see the crap. I'm like, you can still see the S-H-I-T. <laughs> <laughs> Are we spelling it now instead of saying it? We have to be. You're here. Yeah. Well, not on my behalf. We don't have to, but for the audience. We can't cuss yeah. on all the podcasts. We have to okay. be a little, you know, filtered. Okay. I will do my best. My very best. 
I'll still try to be. We'll last like 30 minutes and then I'll be like, ah. son of a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> you lint liquor. <laughs> what was that commercial? <laughs> I don't even remember that commercial. I'd keep you son of a biscuit could. eater. Okay, you lint liquor. You lint liquor. In that office. What was it for? What like Mentos? I think it was like gum? your mouth needs to be cleaned out, which your I mouth agree. Needs to be clean. <gasps> You Tide Pod Eater? Is you that on? You Tide Pod Eater. You doing that laundry? <laughs> you doing that laundry yeah. the right way? Lord yeah. of mercy. Oh, wait, I can't say that. So anyway, what here's the what I want to follow up with from the last podcast is if I, you know, hurt anybody's feelings or if I offended anybody, I just want you to know that that was not my intention. My intention for this podcast is never to trash talk anybody. It's never to criticize anybody. Um, you know, if anything, the reason why I did this podcast was to spread positivity and have a platform to where I can talk to a wider audience about situations that I've been through because I feel like there's a lot of people that can relate. So by talking about these things, I feel like I could potentially help somebody that is lost, that doesn't know where the light at the end of the tunnel is, whether that be eating disorders, whether it be being a teen mom, whether it be you know, being a single mom, whether it be going through a failed marriage or, you know, whatever the case may be, this, this isn't a trash mouth. This isn't meant to be vulgar. I know we cuss sometimes this is really meant to serve as a place where you can feel like, okay, my life is normal, not, you know, nothing's normal, but okay. There's other people <laughs> that are going through the same things that I'm going through and it's going to be okay. So, um, you know, last thing I'll say is, you know, if you did feel offended or if it did hurt your feelings, I'm so sorry. That was not my intention, um, at all. So that's really it. So Bless your anyway. heart. Bless your heart. That's <laughs> the, what I have to say is bless your heart. The reason why I brought Jeff on is so that we can talk more objectively about things and not subjectively because, you know, as women, we do tend to react more emotionally and not so logically. And that's why we have attorneys in our life because they can look at it from a third person perspective and give you direction that's not going to cause you harm. It's going to cause you to have more clarity and answers in the right way. So, um, you know, I brought on Jeff and <laughs> <laughs> my life has been so much better. I told Mary the other day, cause I text him all the time. I'm like, I'm so sorry that Mary gave you <laughs> your cell phone to me because I'm like, Hey, here's what I want to say, but should I say this? And he'll be like, but why do you want to say it? And that's like, oh, I need to hear that. And damn. sometimes like, I, because he Dang. needs to feel what I felt. Well, the reality is they're never going to feel how you feel. Like they want you to react. They want you to feel something. So the best response sometimes is no response unless mm -hmm. there's something that needs to be taken, you know, action legally. That so, is, that's the number one thing that Jeff has taught me is silence is your friend silence so good is just okay yeah. i'm sorry you feel that way silence is, uh, uh, anyway yeah but jeff go you are i, I mean i'll just say that it, silence is your friend because anytime you have an ex and they say something that is it, it seems like an attempt to trigger you it's usually because they need that emotional catharsis for some reason. And oftentimes that's because of unresolved issues after a divorce or after a breakup or uh, whatever. And that can last for years or it's because they're thinking about filing a modification themselves. Right. And mm -hmm. they want to get the right response from you via text message that they can then take to their attorney Oof. and use it against wait, you. Wait, will you, you please yeah. say that again? Because I think that's really important. Because well, in layman's that, terms, that, that is, This is something that I couldn't fathom early on. I literally could not fathom someone using my words because they knew me. They knew how I responded. So I couldn't, like, I just responded how I felt. And you pointed out that I couldn't feel all of my feelings being <laughs> So please repeat, please repeat that and make it. Well, and I, before you repeat that, because layman terms, I would say 
is that your ex knows how to push your buttons. They know how to say things that they know is going to elicit some kind of response. It's then your responsibility to figure out, am I going to react to that? And nine times out of 10, I have friends that are like, and then I said this to this, you know, mother effer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. and, and that's how I was. I was like, okay, this is what I got. Should I send anything back? And honestly, no, they want you to react. They get satisfaction knowing that they affected you, whether it be because they're going to use it against you or whether it be that they know that they still have some kind of emotional control over you. Amen. And I would say that's most common. Yeah. Right? It's very rare that I'm going to have a client come up to me and say, look, I want to file a modification. What should I do? And part of our planning is to get the other side to send a certain response to a certain text. It, it does come up sometimes, but that's usually in the course of like a child abuse right. investigation or whatever. Right. And which is a little yeah. but, stickier of a, of a situation. Yeah. So the most common is that cathartic res- response to get from you. Uh, normally, if Everything you, Heather and I true. don't do. <laughs> well, you, I do you, it all the time, except you two may now, not feed a, into yeah. it a little bit. But uh, think about it though: if, if someone's coming to me, whether it's for their divorce or years later after their divorce, it's because they had some sort of a toxic relationship. It's not often that people come to me with just a straight up adult level agreed. Divorce. They happen and Where that's they great. Where they sign it on a napkin and then make after make out afterwards. Yes, you'd actually be su- well. You'd be surprised with well. How I often can that happens, I but- can go back and, and sorry to interject there because Mary personally attacked me, not in a bad way, <laughs> such in a bad way. But I will say, looking back, I don't care how amicable your divorce is. There mm-hmm. is going to be a time, whether it's two years later, three years, four years where something's going to happen and they are no longer your friend. Okay. They're not your friend. So, and that's when Jeff comes in, like you have to think objectively and not emotionally. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. that's why you, you have a lawyer to think objectively for you, even if you're not capable. I don't think I'm capable. But, but going back to my toxicity remark. Yes. So that toxic relationship doesn't usually get resolved in a healthy way. It festers over years. And so you're still dealing with that other person, you know, sending you that zinger or feeling like there's something how uh, in control of you or in control of your emotions. And so you're going to see a lot more of that in cases that I end up handling. Yeah. Well, and hypothetically, if somebody was really close with their ex-in-laws at some point, that person might send you an, an email discussing how, you know, disappointed the ex-in-laws were in you. And, you know, hypothetically, if I was that person, you know, I had a good relationship with the ex-in-laws that 99.9% of the time would have caused an emotion where I would, you know, want to react and say something like, no, 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 I don't care what you said. Like they love me, blah, blah, blah. But that's what they want. They want the reaction to know that they affected you when in reality, what's going to drive them absolutely nuts is just to go back to the objective statements and say, okay, well, back to our original email on what we were discussing pertaining to our kids, this, can you answer this question? And everything else is just fluff. Well, and well, the irony is, is that, that Jeff, I, there were so many times where I would respond to said, di- like a, a, Dicks. Well, me and, and you are bad when we talk about it. I'm We're like, so bad. I emotionally hi- get you hijacked. Text that guy back. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. God. Wait, I thought we weren't swearing. I'm trying F that to. guy. I'm try- I, cha- I changed it. We're like going to remove the parental. <laughs> well, no, I really think, John, you can come back and be like, beep. <laughs> and at that point, we're more like acceptable, right? Like, right? we're more family acceptable. I don't. I do not recommend your kids listening to this podcast. That's what I tell everybody. Period. You don't have to worry about it because it is parental guidance suggested on the actual podcast itself on all distribution. So just let all you parents out there know. 
Don't you let your kids listen. Don't let your kids listen. There's the parental thing. This has an R rating. Yeah. So it's at your discretion. Do you have the beep available, though? Yeah. Will you, hey, will you mark a thing real quick? Just For so all you, of them? Yeah, no, just right now. Just, just on this time, I just want you to remember this time. Because what I want to say is, you know, sometimes our mother cusses ah! is fucking shit all the mother time, and I just can't contain myself. And that's all I want to say about that. That. <laughs> Can you mother- go back? Um, but so, going, anyway. so going back, so so Jeff, I I always responded. I was really bad before Jeff came into my life. I was really really bad about just emotionally responding to things, and <laughs> Jeff was like, mm, "You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't." And I'm like, "But how do I communicate if I'm not yelling via text message? If I'm not telling him <laughs> how is he gonna know how I feel? All the things that are wrong. Uh-huh. How is he and needs to know he's being a mm. exactly <laughs> lint maker? So, oh <laughs> damn, lint makers." But then what he. What even is that? I don't know. Ask the orbit lady. That we have to find that commercial. He's John's gonna find it for us. Can we just pl- can we it play? Literally it? makes me not laugh. Can we play it on here when you find it? Okay. All right. Sorry. So Go ahead, Mary. That My mother lintlicker. So. <laughs> so I would res- he would poke the bear. And then I would respond and I would, and then I would send it to Jeff and then I wouldn't be able to look at my phone for like days. Like I would see, I have a response from Jeff. Like I couldn't even look at the text messages and I, being someone who's been in some ratchet lawsuits the last four years of my life, like horrible retaliatory lawsuits, it's the most stressful situation uh, first, the, I will say this. It's the most stressful situation you could ever be in. And I will say I have been on a federal level. I have been a in defense or a witness to investigations that are massive. But the worst and most stressful situation from a litigation standpoint that I've been in has been in family law. And I must stress the importance. And I know like I'm not good at talking about my own stuff. I'm not good at, I like to make jokes when things are uncomfortable, but I cannot stress the importance of not responding and having someone that represents you that actually cares about you and sees things long-term but more so than that is actually following the advice of that person. Probably the most important part of this is actually following the advice. Cause there are times where I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to put this post out. Should I? And then in my head, I'm like, I'm going to put this post out. I don't care. <laughs> I'll take the backlash. But you know, there, it, there's something to be said about having an attorney that, you know, is able to guide you. Cause like for me, I am I understand that I'm in the public eye. There's going to be people that don't agree with what I have to say. Amen. And and I have to live my life knowing that 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 is the case because otherwise it would bog me down and as an empath I would suffocate in bad emotions. So it's good to have that. But it's good also because he can say like okay, you can still get the same message that you're trying to to come across but let's change this, this, this. So I think it's very important. And I think so before we go, like, I know we've already kind of gotten into the meat of it, but just to kind of give Jeff an introduction in the middle of this podcast, what I want to say is Jeff, and I've recommended him to countless friends and family. He's one of the most badass, bad ASS uh, lawyers in Fort Worth. And the the reason why I say that is because, you know, unlike a lot of family law attorneys, they don't, you know, my experience has been pretty sour. If you don't know, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I have a 19 year old. So I'm very vested in the family law court because, you know, me and my oldest daughter's father, we went to court multiple times for custody modification. Like that is just part of it. Like if you get a divorce and you have kids, just know that that is going to be a part of your life until the kids are 18. It's just inevitable. And if not, then you're a unicorn and that's awesome. 
but for the most of, most of us, we're going to have to go to court again. And, so, you, and you normally, you think that you're the unicorn early on. You think you could, yeah, you're like, we're you, good. you did it. You did your divorce on a napkin. I was so yeah. amicable. It wasn't, it wasn't solid shit. Stuff happens. So, mm. you know, the reason why Jeff is, is one of the most amazing people that I've met is because unlike the normal experience of going to an office where they are like, it's going to be this retainer, blah, 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 blah. Yes. They still require a retainer, but he's trying to keep you out of court. He is trying to save your money. He wants to make sure that the reasons why you go are for the right reasons. And not just because you're like, I just want to make this person feel hurt. That's not what it's about anymore. You guys, you're done. Your relationship's over. You have kids to worry about. It's all about the kids. Now you should only be going to court. If what you're trying to go to court for is going to be better for the kids. And Jeff has always lived by that. And that's what I really appreciate about him. He's super ethical. He's a rock star. So before we talk more, I know this is like 20 minutes into the show, but tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been practicing law and like, what is your mission? Cause I know there's a lot of family law attorneys that are like, Oh, this job is very difficult mm-hmm. and I can only imagine. So how long have you been in it? Do you like it? What's your mission? Like, what are you trying to do? What's your purpose in the, in this arena? Sure. Those are very good questions. So I've actually been practicing as an attorney for 15 years now. Uh, the first couple I worked for a fairly large firm doing civil litigation really got lost in the morass. I mean, I, I did not like the civil litigation at all. Um, I went and did some wine importing for a couple of years. I went and worked in the National Basketball Association for a couple of years. And then when it was time to go back to law, the I was working for the Mavericks at the time, ended up deciding to stay in Texas. I'm not originally from Texas. And that's when I got into family law. That was uh, about 10 years ago. So I've been doing exclusively family law for 10 years. I've handled, you know, several hundred cases, if not a thousand cases of uh, whether it's divorce, modification and whatnot. But as far as kind of what I do within family law, I really focus on high conflict cases primarily divorce cases because they add additional issues that, that I, you know, I'm kind of a nerd. So I like to uh, look at all the issues from a uh, court precedent standpoint. Right. And uh, you know, from there being that that is my philosophy, I've joined up with a couple of other attorneys who share those same philosophies. We've hired some associates who share those philosophies. And so now we have, uh, a firm with uh, a Fort Worth office, which is where I am, uh, North Richland Hills office, uh, McKinney that handles mostly Dallas County and Collin County. So you are Fort Worth and Dallas? We handle basically any of the counties that uh, are contiguous to Tarrant County gotcha. and Dallas County. Now, I will actually travel to Travis County, Harris County. I've even been to uh, Midland if it's the right client who really wants me to, you know, to bring me in, but it tends to be a special case when that happens. But I really focus on the, um, higher conflict end of things. And then I do a lot of appeal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time no, you say higher conflict, I'm, I'm like, like, I just want to put Heather. my head down. I, d- I literally <laughs> just want to put my head down and be like, yeah, that's me. Wasn't it funny? Like You're- most people are like, I don't like people that are, dr- that have drama. And I'm like, you know, how many girls do you know? Cause I, you're single too, right, Jeff? Uh, so we're in a room of single. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was like a, I don't know. Okay. So the three people that are single in here, Ish. um, I don't know where I just got, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm, I'll have to come back to that. Well, while you're thinking about that thought, I figured I'd you play You found what yeah, play, that, play, that, play that while you think about that. Or while I think about that, not you. You son of a biscuit-eating bulldog. What the French uh, toast? Did you think I wouldn't find out about your little doo-doo head cootie queen? Who are you calling a cootie queen, you lint liquor? You come You're overreacting. No, Bill, overreacting was when I put your convertible into a wood chipper. <laughs> Stinky McStink face. What is this from? <laughs> you don't remember this? commercial. <laughs> no. Stinky McStink face. 
<laughs> I can't even. Put so, your convertible into a wood chipper? Oh, Fantastic. Oh my gosh, this is, uh, that's amazing. All right, well, so yeah. the conclusion is, I don't know why single had anything to do with that. I think I was just asking for the ladies out there. Um, <laughs> so really, I guess the question is, what are your ultimate goals for your clients? that come well, in. Okay. So that's actually, a, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. you talked about how I, I try to keep my clients out of litigation <laughs> if possible. That's not necessarily the case. It, it's that I want to be very strategic about when we push forward. It's actually artistic. Well, I appreciate you saying that Mary. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but it really, a lot of it goes by feel and just knowing the the landscape and and knowing the judges. I mean, you really want an attorney who practices in the county in which you'll have your case for the most part. Right. Because you've got to know your judges. Let me just say, I, I have to interrupt. And I, I, I'm sorry. Well, after you interrupt, that's I'll my, interrupt that's because my, I finally remembered that's why my I job. talked about the single thing. So dealing with Jeff, let's talk about the fact that I'm like, you lit liquor. You, you lint liquor. You got to say it like that. Lint liquor. You lint liquor. I'm going to put your car. I'm going to shred it. So shredded. You cootie. I don't remember what the rest of them I were. I re wish I did. But I will say like every time I was having those moments, it was just like the calm. Like, and he would be able to <laughs> take me lint licking. <laughs> he can take you off the ledge of the building and just be like, come back exactly. down. Let's go inside. You have to have one of those. Here, take things. some tea. Yes. Drink it. Mm -hmm. Calm down. Okay. No, like in the, in the, the, the end all be all was if I was being served for something completely irrelevant to my uh, divorce situation. Um, I was being Same served there. and I had never been served before. And your natural reaction is to go bash it crazy on the MF or that it that is the, yeah. the processor. That is, yeah. Yeah. And I, it can and, ruin your entire day uh, or entire life. Yeah. And I mean, it kind of stole it, but long story short is I called Jeff and he's like, just remember they're the messenger. They are not suing you. They are just delivering papers. That's their job. Like, don't freak. And so the kids and I like I went downstairs, like I called him back and I scheduled a time and I went downstairs and like his kid, like he, he's giving my kids gum, like chewing gum. And I was the, the huh? service pro and I'm like sitting there sobbing <laughs> in all of my glory, just sobbing. And I called Jeff and I was like, I didn't get mad at him. And he gave my kids well, this is what I appreciate Jeff for just real quick on that note, because we, me and him talked a while back because, you know, and this two subjects actually. So the reason why I brought up single was because when you're on dates with girls, a lot of girls will say, I'm not dramatic. I just want to say that if you're a girl that says I'm not dramatic, I understand girl. Cause I say that all the time, but then I'm like, but then drama follows me. I feel like drama follows me, maybe I'm dramatic. Being not a dramatic person and being a drama magnet are not mutually exclusive. Ooh, can I, will you repeat that? Can I, but can I stop being a magnet though? Like, how do I do that? Yeah, like, can y'all just get you, off me? You, like that is like, let that sit in. I love all the people. I just want to put that out there. So if you don't like me, it's not me that you don't like. It's you, you don't like. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Let me go back to what Mary said a second ago, yes. where she mentioned that there's process server plus her kids plus her sobbing. Yes. That's <laughs> not dramatic at all. That's both. No. It, it, it's a combination all. of sloppy and <laughs> dirty and Too just shy. completely you know, unsympathetic on the part of the, especially the process server, but probably the lawyer too, to serve you when you have your kids. So when we go to serve someone, our, our first goal is to find them alone. I love that. So we'll talk to our clients Holy and say, look, is there a time Mother when they get home from Francis. work that they're not going to have the kids? Right. The second option would be and we don't love this option, but the, but it would be to serve them at work because again, the kids aren't there. The third option would be, okay, fine. Kids are always 
around. They're always there. And we can't serve them at work. Maybe they work for Raytheon or, or another company that makes it very difficult because of security considerations to serve them at work. Uh, so maybe you have to serve them in front of the kids. Uh, and then the fourth scenario would be they keep dodging service, whether they're not answering the door when the process server is there. Which or I tried. I tried that. Mm -hmm. Or whether they're making themselves very scarce. Sometimes you have to be very creative with process service. You might have to invent some sort of a birthday party for the child or right. a parent teacher conference Are for the child. Are you kidding me? No, I mean, sometimes you have you to, have do to that. be creative. Well, what I'll say, so what wait, I, well, what? hold on. So, but this is no, him admitting, no, no, I'm sorry, but no, this no, is him no, admitting no, that no, my, no. the first person that sued <laughs> me was kidding. a shitty. Well, what, the only thing I want to say on this, uh, well, not the only thing, there's going to be a lot I want to say on this, but sometimes you say things whenever you just want to interrupt, you're like, well, what I want to say, Welcome what I do, house. what another thing that I appreciate about Jeff, because I tend to be a very emotional person. And if something gets like, if no. I get served papers or if I get, you know, a bad review or if I get bad feedback or like literally if somebody says anything to me that's negative about me or my character, I feel it to the core of my bones and it will affect me for days. That's just me as an empath. And it, it's, you know, unfortunate, but at the same time, it's, it makes me like a genuinely caring person. Mm -hmm. So what I appreciate about Jeff is when we talked for the first time or probably the third time, or maybe it was the 10th time we talked a lot <laughs> was that it, Heather, if you get served, don't open it, don't open it, don't read it, just send it to me and I will be in touch. And I really appreciated that because when you open up those letters the whole point of going into court is for them to defame your character so much to make you come out to look like a horrible person so that the other party can win. So the whole, you know, delivering of the papers, they're going to accuse you of some things that you're like, well, wait a damn minute, wait a damn minute. Um, <laughs> you know, but all you're doing is wasting energy. So with Jeff, he's like, send it. Okay. <laughs> you got served. I did not listen. Send it to me. Let me read it. Let me analyze it. Let me determine how we're going to respond to it. And I might tell you about it or, well, you will, you would, but yeah. basically I'm going to tell you how we're going to handle it in the best interest of you mm -hmm. because it happens a lot. People do that. They, they serve you papers and you don't really need to invest all of that energy into it. That's what lawyers, and that has been the biggest lesson in the last four years of my life. That is what lawyers do. And you it is hard. Them, it is hard not oh, to open you, up that because, letter. And, and it's mm -hmm. and, and as normal human beings that don't sue people on a daily basis, it's so cringeworthy because you read these things and you take everything personally and don't realize that all of those things that are said are just to try to gain leverage over the other, the, over the other client. It's all yeah. biz. It's, it's a technically, it's a business. competition. Exactly. They want to win. Exactly. And whatever they want to win, they don't care. They just want to know that you care, lose. And the most people that care about other human beings can't fathom mm -hmm. doing that to another human being. But yeah, that's yeah. not reality. No. But uh, that leads me to, to two top topics. One quick one. And then one, I think leads into the, probably the rest of the program. But okay. the first one is, what you're saying about having an attorney who thinks a certain way, and you're, you're talking about me in this case, but it, it can apply to any attorney. You, you really, especially in family law, you're going to go through this so many times. The average is probably four, you, know, you figure a divorce and three or four modifications Damn in it. your children's. Well, I mean, that's Lit just, liquor. look, st I'm not making Dang up, it. I'm not making the statistics to make you happy. That's just kind of what it is. Yeah, I get that. So you really have to find an attorney who thinks like you processes things like you and who you can, can communicate with. Right. And there are plenty of good attorneys in the DFW area. So real life, make not sure, really. Well, there, there are plenty there, of good you know, ones. There, there's some but, good ones. 
But you really have to find There's none one. like Jeff, but exactly. there are some good ones. I appreciate that, Heather. But you really have to find someone who communicates with you and connects with you. So that's important. Yeah. But that, that, that leads to the, the second and more probably meaty topic, which is the reasons you'd need an attorney after having gone yes. through this. You mentioned uh, earlier, probably 10 minutes ago, Heather, that there are times in every split family where you're going to find yourself in court. Yes. And many things can cause that. Sometimes it's an enforcement. The other side isn't uh, paying child support or maybe it's the, the parent who's the, the primary parent is not allowing visitation. Those can lead to enforcements. Then there's the modifications that happen through, you know, simply a, the natural process of the child growing up. Right. That's considered a change in circumstances in the state of Texas. And so as they switch to a new school, as they start extracurriculars, as they get into that advanced academic program or, uh, you know, the, the converse of that, as they, as the parent or the teachers want to hold the child back, those become uh, modification moments. So that's when you're going to reach out and, and hire an attorney for modification. But one of the most common uh, spurs for these modifications would be what you guys were talking about mm -hmm. last week, which is a new significant other. Ouch. Or there's a new wife, a new girlfriend, new boyfriend. Uh, that can really throw off the co-parenting. Well, dynamic. yeah, because, you know, mm -hmm. some couples might experience a situation where you have this awesome communication going on and then the significant other comes in and all of a sudden Boom, communication gone. goes from 10 to nothing. Oh, and yeah. then it's almost like that person wants to prove their like alpha. No, I you know, just, you know, their existence because yep. they're non-existent. I, I don't know, but, but I get you like communication goes South. And unfortunately when you have kids, you got, you have at least 18 years of that child's life that you have to communicate mm -hmm. more, you know, than you'd probably like to. It's a mutual understanding that you're going to have to communicate. And the other significant other is not going to be happy about it. No, yeah. there's no, there's no, I tried. I mean, it, it's, it's such a rarity to have that cohesiveness between groups to right. be able to have direct and open and legit communication. Yes. And in our office, we refer to them either as step parents or as bonus parents. So bonus parent. they I, can be bonus parents until they're lint licking don't, step parents. Don't, well, but, and I'll don't say, say it. but I'll say, I you did know, good. I did good. I did no, good. But, and I mentioned this on the last podcast. I, you know, with my kids, they have an amazing, the, the significant other is really, really good to my kids. I'm and really, she, I, 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 get, I agree. She's, I, she's I, I've told to you that kids. since day one. Yeah. So I don't being, have anything against that, but I would appreciate better communication. And so I, unfortunately, like, I don't know what that leads to in our future, but communication has to keep going. Otherwise there has to be some kind of modification exactly. almost to bring it and, and not to diss the other person, but it almost has to make your order in kindergarten terms. Like you drop off the person at six, like you drop off the kids at 6 PM at their residence. And then whenever that terms exactly. up, because you know, when you are fighting, you need those very simplified rules because you can't think straight whenever you're so much busy much, with your passionate hate. It's <laughs> called an emotional takeover. And there's a chemical reaction in your yeah. brain. Whenever you get those messages no, and those responses, mm -hmm. it's like legit scientifically, it is a yeah. physical response to a negative stimulus. Exactly. And it's for those reasons that you're both talking about that we Texas has the text. Well, <laughs> we you have, have me, Jeff. but, but you have the courts as well. Yes. And then you have, uh, the Texas family code. Right. Right. I mean, this is, Family law is an area in, in Texas and in most states that is so nuanced and so important to the functioning of society that it has its own code. Right. And uh, I really think that um, where you get into modification areas and step parents, it can be 
perception over reality so much. Oftentimes I see where a new significant other or a new step parent will come into the picture and the parent, so hypothetically, um, you've got uh, ex-wife, ex-husband. Now you have ex-husband has now brought in Mm -hmm. a new woman and Mm-hmm. Ex-wife, even if new woman is just amazing, there's still that perception that new woman is trying to replace ex, you know, mom. Or right. they actually and, are. And they and they can be, absolutely. <laughs> they can be. And, and, yeah. and I know, I'm what, like, I'm I'm being sarcastically no, but it's relevant. True. I mean, and I and I I have to think about this. Like, even in my dating life, like there there are some guys that I might date in the future that have kids that I need to like. We talked about last podcast. Be respectful of the mom and realize like that is mom. Period. But and the weaknesses for me, you still are going to think about it. Like you're still well, going to yeah, think like if you think this about is who I have to compete with. And, but at the same time, like like think about it. If you were dating someone with kids, right? If you were dating someone with kids and their mom was in the picture. And they were a great mom and whatever. Like you have to under like try to think about it from that perspective of the fact that they care about your kids. They're never going to love your kids the same as you do. Not right? the same. Mm-hmm. Not the same. They can. But they'll, you they'll can. Fall in love it, with them. So so think about for a second. If you're dating a guy, they have an ex that's they just for whatever reason didn't work out. So they're in the child's life. You love that child. You care about that child, but you're also pretty insecure about you. What, right. You get what, are you following me? Yeah. Is yeah. that followable? No, it makes sense. You're very insecure about you. So you go on and you try to forge this relationship between the two of you, but then all of a sudden it gets ugly really fast. But all of your intentions being the new girl's intentions would be out of like very insecure place. Right. So you as the mom have to realize that that new girl's situation is very insecure mm-hmm. and everything that they do is trying to elicit a response out of you. But in reality, like you can move on. Like those are, it's just keeping the forethought in your mind of their perception is they're not necessarily trying to come in and take over your children. They're just wanting to be secure in the relationship that they have yeah, with your ex I agree guy. with that. Mm-hmm. I just know it's going to be a long 13 years, you know. Fuck yeah. I it. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Jeff. Okay. Well, no, this is good. So we have uh, some time to do questions because I've got some from Instagram, some from Mary. I've got a question, Jeff. Okay. And then I think we have time for John and Mary to fight for a little bit. <laughs> He's a lint licker. You lint That's all licker. I have to say about John. He's Your a lint convertible licker. is in a wood chipper, John, or something like that. <laughs> and that's okay. Okay. I'm not really one for material things. So. Oh, my right. gosh. Plus, you have two or three it others. It is getting right. Right. so yeah. deep. Right. Yeah. So, my question is, is that we, in earlier podcasts, have talked about the red flags that girls have when they're on dating apps with boys. Okay. Like, they... I'm not going to go into There's all of the red right flags. There's a problem right there is you're on dating apps with boys. You need to go for the men. <laughs> well, you, I mean, the, the why are you, why are you trying to say that? Because you, like, out. you are the one I'm talking about, All right, John. hold on. I have an idea. Let me, let me do You're the, the epitome of a boy. Do, small child. Let me She's, do the Instagram questions first, and then yeah. y'all can spend okay. the rest of the time fighting, because otherwise there's not going to be any time. All right, so I surrender. I asked the Instagram followers, and if you're not following me on Instagram, it's at injector underscore Heather. I post a lot about the podcast and in an attempt to get more content, and you guys are really coming through with it. So I asked, what questions do you have for Jeff, the family law dog? And (laughs) (laughs) I got just a couple. I got a bunch, but here's a couple that I want to address. So number one. My baby daddy doesn't think he has to pay child support because 
he's involved. So I don't know what the question is, but I, I guess it's how would you get child support from somebody um, that thinks he doesn't have to pay just because he's involved in the child's life? Yeah. So child support is an automatic calculation in Texas. And um, there can be situations where child support is not paid. That would be mm-hmm. a 50 50 possession mm-hmm. schedule. But on top of that, both parents would make roughly the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. On the okay. other hand, even if you had 50 50, but one parent makes, say, $150,000 a year and the other parent makes $40,000 a year, there would still probably be an offset calculation for child support to determine how much the primary income winner right based on the income that's right so so we call that an offset but otherwise if it's not a 50 50 child support will be paid and it's uh it's a chart as to what percentage it will be gotcha Uh, and it's a percentage of net income so i always need to know the gross income so that i can apply that to the tax chart and then get a uh, a texas approved uh, net income and then you know, for one child, it'd be 20%. For two children, 25%. For three children, 30%. Uh, and then if there are children that the child support paying parent has outside of that mm-hmm. uh, case, say a, a new baby with a new right. new parent, um, then that uh, affects uh, the percentages. Gotcha. So, uh, I think you answered this. My Let's see. Is child support necessary any ways around it? Are there any ways around it? So <laughs> really, well, no. any way around the child support? Well, and this this was this was a, a woman asking the question. So I mean, maybe she but, doesn't uh, want to pay child support. To pay child support, that's a but that's a fair. I, that's fine. Fair if she. But at the same time, though, if she makes more, then she she just because she's a has a vagina does well, not mean that I she guess d- the only should thing would not be have if, to pay. If he agreed not to request child support. Well, on, right. on the other hand, I've had parents, uh, I've had moms say that they do not want the dad to be on the hook for child support. Right. For whatever reason. <laughs> and so if you can come to an agreement, certainly you can agree to an amount, whether that's zero or whether that's any other amount that's less than the, the Texas standard calculation for child support. You gotcha. can do that. Yeah. But like, what if it's a girl who makes... A lot of money. I mean, look, we're dealing with bad bitches, right? I mean, well, yeah. Bad. I mean, if it's, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. answer this with my oldest. If you're if you're a girl that makes a lot of money and you know you're you have your child that's with the other parent and you're doing joint custody, but and he has primary. Not, yeah, I've paid child support. Absolutely, but how could you like? I mean, there, that's in the my head. That. That's how I'm interpreting that question. Yeah. Is if you're a bad bia. How do you employ child support? Then you just you just gotta you pay your child support. Yeah, it, it's straight up a, a calculation. I get yeah, that. Uh, it is objective. What if right. you? What if you? Okay, this is a question. Question from the audience. <laughs> question are you, from are you hijacking the Instagram? What, what if? Yeah. What if you um, don't request? Uh, you agree to that, and then you the other person does well. How do you like? When, when is that renegotiated child support? Well, you can modify your child support, your possession and access, your decision-making power of the kids. You can modify that um, whenever there's a material change in circumstances and after it has been a certain time period. So for modification of custody or possession and access after a year, there's been a change in, I mean, a material change in circumstances, which could be a significant other, uh, as the topic is, um, then you could go in and do a modification. Mm-hmm. And if you can do a modification for one thing, meaning you if do. you qualify, yeah, I you get do that. it for all of it. Okay. If it's child support, it's usually three years, or if their income has gone up 20%. Got it. So the next one, I don't know if you can answer because it's not really related to family. Try me. Um, so this Me one on a daily basis, this if one, if I do this, this one is what's the best route to buy a house with your significant other. If you are unmarried, that's Damn. actually, that's actually very family law relevant. Okay. So if you were to buy a house with your significant other 
if you, assuming you're not married, you are basically joint tenants or, or tenants in common. Okay. And so you own it according to the percentage that you put down. Um, assuming that's 50-50, you own that property 50-50. But because you've done it, you because you've made the transaction prior to marriage, even if you later get married and then get divorced, it's not considered community property. It's just a property that you guys own separately, but together. So as your separate property, not community property, but then you own it together. You have to split it that way. All right. Two more questions. How soon can I hit up baby daddy for an up on child support? He's $400 away from max. So he's already 400 from max. So right. four, 400, $400 away from the maximum. Okay. So, so I guess she's wondering like, how soon can you reapply for modification? I think that that kind of ties into the question that was first asked, which is how often can we revisit these things? So uh, you'd have to look at their prior order. If it's been three years, then automatically you can go ahead and do it. Get it, girl. If he was making a lot less than Max, now all of a sudden he's made a lot more. um, You're really looking for a 20% uh, increase. And then... I saved this for last. <clears throat> Can you kill your ex? <laughs> I feel you. I felt that but on not a spiritual really. level. I don't know what you're talking about, but I kind of no. think it in my... No. You can... No? You can No choose. way around it. There's <laughs> no loophole. I'm teasing. That's a joke. That is a complete joke. Love my... Like, you, not... That's a joke. We know, can, yeah. You can choose not to mourn them, but you can't have a hand. <laughs> you can that. you can kill them from your emotional mind capacity. You can you can mm-hmm. kill them from get how, one of those voodoo dolls. But it's a voodoo doll, of? like just voodoo doll that thing to no other. You can choose not to keep them in your mind anymore. Mm-hmm. Somehow, mm-hmm. maybe really, I'm not mm-hmm. successful with it, but I've heard you can figure out a way to like move on okay so my question now okay is you have the floor mary's time okay so from people like we've got a lot of listeners that are divorced Mm -hmm. that are back out there on the bumble the hinge the (laughs) The dating (laughs) situation we have talked about all of the red flags that there are because of uh, or, or related to boys what are the red flags from an attorney standpoint and from a human being standpoint? What are the red flags for girls on dating apps? And what like has been the most insane thing you've ever seen? Go. On dating apps. Yeah. Uh, that would be a, a bit of a compound question. Uh, this so is dating. This that's is where my we life. finally okay. get to dating disasters. Compound 101. All right. So, uh, <laughs> I will say this. One nice thing about about being a family law attorney is that I have access to family law filings and records, which means I get to go in and check out the case. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet you Mm -hmm. do check out divorce decrees whenever you start, like, what if... For sure. If there are... It's public record, right? It is public record, yeah, unless the case is sealed. And, we, and if the case is sealed, frankly, I can't even see it unless I'm the attorney of record. But uh, I have access to a. a you figure out a way. No, not really. <laughs> no. If it's if it's no. a sealed case, you can respect that it's a sealed case. Okay. But, uh, but definitely, you could, if it's not if a sealed. It, it, you could if you wanted to. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah, sealed cases are pretty. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty difficult to go around. But yeah, no, I mean, I have a portal that I can get on and, and check and see if there are protective orders and uh, supporting affidavits and whatnot that give me a little insight that I might not otherwise I get. I just don't have time to do. I should do that, but I just don't have time. To well, do you also don't have access to This is so lawyerish. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about dating apps and we're talking about like, like, do they wear a skinny tie? Does a girl, I want to know the deep down ugly truth about dating apps and girls. And when you're swiping, why do you swipe right or swipe left? Not some lawyer stuff. Well, 
so that's difficult because it's been so long. I mean, it's been probably four years since I've been on a dating app. Okay. But the point is, so is that, smart. yeah, because I mean, I don't eat, like, I'm just like, Oh, you're cute. Oh, what, you is, what is the craziest stuff you've seen on, from a guy's perspective on a dating app with a girl like that just was like four years ago. Really put this on there. Do you remember four years ago? <laughs> uh, no, I feel like if I'm going to make an anecdote like that, it's got to be the best possible one. And I feel like I, I just can't remember a good one right now. So I think the head. better question is what is your biggest, like what's your dating disaster story? Oh, I've got plenty, plenty. Uh, well, since I you mean, have plenty, I think that next time we film or not film, we're not filming. Next, next time, time we record, record, we do dating disasters with Jeff. <laughs> I mean, we can, we can do that. Yeah. Because I, well, we have I, six you know, minutes. So as, as I was here, as I was coming here today, I was all prepared to talk. But, Law that's, and but you are, and this, so is such a great, this is such Mary a great is, situation because I Mary I understand how you feel. In She's the drama magnet. I understand. Mm-hmm. How, but I want to put you, my attorney, on the hot seat and turn the tables and see what you have to say about, um, like, what are some of the crazy girl situations that you've had to deal with? Oh, I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> and I'm trying to avoid it. And I've got skirt. five minutes and 35 seconds to, to skirt that question. Well, I mean, but, since there's five minutes, we'll divert that because I can respect that. Sometimes I don't want to talk about certain dating situations, but then I get cornered into it like two episodes ago. And then I feel personally attacked. Oh, damn. The but it's fine. Me. It, you know, if That's if you don't mind, Heather, yeah. just for the, for the next couple of minutes, yeah. there are a couple of topics I thought were pretty relevant to what yeah. you guys were talking about last week and, and what we're talking about now. So Ouch. common things that I see involving step parents would be, um, one of them would be conflicting schedules. So for instance, uh, stepmom has kids from a prior relationship. She's primary dad is not. So she sees her kids on second and fourth weekends. Plus during the week, dad sees his on first, third and fifth weekends. So the kids don't really get to overlap much. Right. So we can, uh, we do often do modifications to sync those schedules up. Right. And hopefully you can do that without court intervention, but if you can't, that's what the court's for. Right. Um, you'll often have uh, conflicts with the new kids to the relationship, right? Yeah. Uh, stepmom has 14 year old Johnny and you have nine-year-old Sarah and you're really worried about how that interaction is going. Yes. Most of the time the courts are going to say, well, that's, that's just step siblings. They, they take a while to sort what of it is. get together. Yeah. There are obviously circumstances where it becomes a lot more serious and that's when you need an attorney to become involved. Uh, I won't even mention those. I think you can kind of picture what I'm talking yeah. about, but um, you've got, Extracurriculars and uh, scholastics are a big one. Rough. So all of a sudden, dad goes to register kids for school. And instead of putting mom on the registration, he puts stepmom as the other parent. So do you recommend the parents work on the registration together? Yes, absolutely. The, one of the worst things that... I can have happen if I'm representing, let's say I represent mom and we go in there with modification and dad's being a jerk and we feel really good about our position. And then all of a sudden opposing counsel breaks out the registration form that shows that my client has registered her as mom and stepdad as dad. And they haven't even listed biological dad as emergency contact. So then the school all of a sudden is calling the stepmom before they even call the mother about a sick child. Like it's, it's a whole hoist of different situations where the mom is excluded or dad, depending on is excluded out of the child's literal school situation. Well, that's a few dominoes down from what I'm thinking. I'm more thinking what's the judge going to think. And I can tell you that every one of those judges is going to look at that and say, okay, well, that's a parent trying to alienate the other mom parent. is mom. Dad is dad. Yeah. Very. And you, you got to 
Got to put them both on there. Yep. That can also apply to extracurriculars. I've seen it where uh, all of a sudden stepmom's best friend is the coach and coach has no obligation to reach out to the other parent. So stepdad and, or I mean, sort of dad and stepmom kind of collude with, with coach or rather are just really passive with passing along the schedule or giving the information. And so the other parent can feel really isolated there. So that's, that's kind of a no, no, um, exchanges are a big one. So if you start to get conflict, I think this applies in certainly one of your cases more than the other. Yes. Um, if there's conflict, (laughs) if there's conflict between you and the, the, the new, uh, significant other, uh, Oftentimes I see where there will be a reluctance to exchange the children if dad's not there. Well, if stepmom's here and dad's not, I'm just not going to give you the kids. Well, if you look at almost every single order in the state of Texas, certainly the the ones that contain standard language, mm-hmm. they're going to con- uh, contain a provision that says that any competent adult can do the exchanges. Right now, that's put in there usually for step parents, grandparents, aunts, Whoever. uncles, what, whatever. But the language is any competent adult, which means anyone over the age of eighteen. You find, uh, you know, Joe Smith at the gas station and say, "Hey, I have to go to work. Do you mind going and picking up my kids?" Right. Technically, yes. You'd have to give your kids over to Joe Smith. Now, that's a stretch of an example. Most people don't do that, but that's why that clause is in there. Yeah. Basically put your feelings aside. Yeah. And uh, so I think the, although there are several other things I could say, I really want to focus on the positives of having a a new significant other. Yes. And they're only positives if you let them be positives, but it kind of goes back to what I mentioned at the beginning, which is in our office, we kind of call them bonus parents where, Mm -hmm those kids can really bond with another parent Yes, and they can do it without diminishing your relationship. And that's not a hundred percent of the cases. And that's why I, you know, have a, a practice a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, people need to come to me, but right. the, I always encourage people first and foremost to try to build that bridge rather than to just think knock it over. long-term, not reactionary. Yeah. Is that a word? Did I just make the word up? Reactionary? No, reactionary is definitely a word. Okay, good. All right, Jeff, what is, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they're seeking uh, law services? All right. So um, my last name is Johnson. So it's Jeff Johnson. I'm with Johnson, Lloyd, and Schmitz. And so probably the easiest way to go is to uh, www.jlsattorneys.com. So JLS, like Johnson, Lloyd, Schmitz attorneys.com. And from there you awesome. can find our various offices and read our bios and all that. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to join us because I know me and Mary need you. And so it's, it's even <laughs> better. A it's way. a bonus to have you come on the show because like I said before, being in the public eye, I'm going to get a little bit more targeted. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's even more important for me to have that ability to consult with you. So I s- super appreciate it more than anything. Um, but yeah, and I, I think that this is something that we should do again, right? I mean, absolutely. definitely dating. Di- I'm, I'm interested in dating. Disasters I, just I because love you said the fact you have that he lot. couldn't handle me putting him on the spot. Let, let's talk about the fact that my attorney could not handle me putting him on the spot whenever I am constantly on it's the fine. spot. It's I fine. chose to avoid the spot. Yeah. That's fair. You can do that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables. If you have not already, please go on to iTunes, leave a review. I, a, wait. I really appreciate leave it. Leave a nice review because if you don't, I will come for you. That was Mary. I, I keep, I didn't, I keep I didn't receipts. She just, may not. I, I just keep want receipts. you to leave a review just so that, you know, if there's something that I can improve upon for you guys, this is for you. This is not for me. I don't do this for payment. I do this because I really feel like I have some good things that I have to say and, um, and I enjoy doing it. So if there's something that I can improve upon, let me know. Follow me on Instagram at injector underscore Heather. I have no idea what the next episode is going to be about. 
And thank you for <laughs> your authenticity because you, you are as good as it gets. Well, I appreciate like anybody it. that's a hater mm-hmm. is a hater because they wish hey, they were you. That's okay. You're as I, good as it gets. I love, love my haters too because it, it helps. It actually, I mean, having the haters helps me to know what I can possibly talk about next and even if you're a hater you're still watching me so i appreciate you Absolutely. for that so anyway thank but you guys hey, but from all the commenters out here we appreciate we love you because you're so authentic and we love and you that's why i love you back mary so everybody give it up for me and i if you're a hater i will come find you it's fine <laughs> anyway thank, thank you both thank you, you for and thank Jeff you for being here thank you guys so much for listening we will see you again on the next episode of sex love and injectables